Happy birthday, Agent Little Zooty. Oh, yes. Happy, 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 happy birthday. We wanted to get that out. Just definitely. We have now moved our show to Wednesdays, and our inaugural Wednesday show is on the 2nd of February 2011, and today is my sister's birthday. Really? Yep. Happy birthday, Allison. I didn't know, I didn't know her exact birthday day. Date. Her exact birthday date is February the the two, February the A B. Wow, that's yeah, fantastic. The A B C, February the A B C. Well, happy birthday. Two letters. Happy birthday. <clears throat> happy birthday, happy birthday. Now, Ryan, you're an improvisational comedian, aren't you? I am. So, would you please improvise right now a song for my sister, invoking the the themes of happy birthday, but also including the unknown flavor of funky fusion potato chips. Happy birthday, dear grapefruit. Happy birthday, dear cheddar. Happy birthday, dear orange rind. Happy birthday, funky fusion little zooty agent. That was excellent. That was Thank really you. excellent. Thank you. I mean, it was kind of in tune, and uh, it, it followed the parameters uh, as requested. So I applaud you. You asked me to do it, and I did it. Episode 133. 133. What type of number is that? An odd number. An odd number. Yep. And we have lots of stuff on the show. We, we have do. We have viewer mail. We have segments. We have thunder. We have all kinds of crazy crap. And it'll be coming to you right after the music, which today will be Jag on a hand. Well done. Well Thank done. You. Thank you. Very, very well done. Today is it's February already. Can you believe it? It's February. You sounded like you were about to start a speech, like a presidential <laughs> speech. Today <laughs> Today is a day that will live in infamy. Why isn't the opposite of infamy for me? That 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 troubles me. Well just well it's like in the three amigos. When well, they, I don't know this. You don't know this? When I've they never when seen they the three amigos. What? You've uh, never seen the three amigos? Uh, All right. Everybody think... shut off your iPods. Oh no, no, no. The show is over. No, it's not. No. Brian sees the three amigos. How have listen, you not listen. seen the three amigos? I've seen each of the amigos in other movies. No, it doesn't matter. Oh my Well I, <laughs> What? How have I known you for this long? How have we done this show a hundred and thirty two and point two times? And not, I have not known this. Now, who are they? It's uh, it's Martin Short, it's, and uh, and uh, uh, Steve Martin. Is that am I right so far? Martin Short, Steve Martin, Steve Martin, and John James. Belushi, right? And John Belushi. No, and not John Dan, Belushi. Dan Aykroyd is is Dan how, Aykroyd. How of? did you learn what the word plethora meant, means? How about Eddie Murphy? Was he one of the amigos? How did you learn about the word plethora? Because it's English, and I speak the language. <laughs> but it's not a common, very common word. How There's did you a... learn what it meant? Uh, probably from my father. Well, everybody else in uh, in your age group learned the word plethora from the three amigos. Really? Yes. Okay. I've never seen it. I cannot believe you have never seen this movie. I am telling you the truth. I have publicly said that I have retired from the job of trying to get you to do things that you don't want to do. Okay. But I am now, I'm going to get, are a, you coming out of retirement? I'm going to, I'm going to take a, a reunion tour. <laughs> I'm going to take a temp job 
that is going to make you see this movie. Okay, how, this, how, how are you going to do this? I don't know at this point. Right but, now, at my apartment in Liverpool, New York, I do not have a television or a DVD player. All right, that is fine. You will see this movie. This is a fantastic movie. Okay. El Guapo. Uh, that means the guapo. God, I cannot believe you haven't seen this movie. This whole okay, everybody, turn your iPods back on. <laughs> oh my God, I'm very distressed. I'm oh, distressed I'm... by this. Wow, I I do like an episode of Fill Me In where I managed to distress you early on. Please, everybody, send in your favorite lines or scenes from the Three Amigos, and please help me, help me get Brian to watch this movie. Help me to convince him to watch it. Do help, Ryan. He needs the help. He needs I assistance. Do. I do, because I've never been uh, successful at this. No. I've been successful at one thing. What was that? That was convincing you to go to the ACPT. <laughs> you know what? That's true. You did manage to convince me to do that. That's... And I, I kind of did it out of pity. You did. Uh, because Adam phone. Adam said Adam said he wouldn't go. Right. Right, because you asked both me and Adam to go I with did. you. And Adam said, eh, no, I don't think so. And he answered before I could. So then I was like, oh, my God, now I'm stuck with this. You Right. So you went out of pity and look what it's look. Look at the benefits that you've gotten out of that. Oh, the benefits are huge. I don't deny that at all. I am so grateful to have entered this world of crosswords and puzzling. I think it's fantastic. I love it. And I am grateful that that happened. So in three years now, you'll be saying I'm so grateful that I entered this world of the three amigos. And met all of these friends. Okay. Telling you. Okay. This will be our next podcast. I look forward to it. I mean, our our next podcast idea. It will We're be. We're going to have a, a second podcast <laughs> all about the Three Amigos. Okay. It'll follow in the footsteps of our ill-fated podcasts about peanuts and other legumes or something like that. What was that called? What was it? I don't remember. <laughs> Didn't you do a podcast, a one one minute of one podcast about peanuts and other legumes? Yeah. Well, it was called something really <laughs> clever that I came up with the name. Yeah, you did come up with something. What was uh, yours? Yours was, was something uh, It was about my friend's brother. brothers. Yeah, it was, oh, brother, where art thou? <laughs> <laughs> my podcast about my friend's brothers. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Be that as it may. Yeah. Let's get on with this show and open up the bag. Viewer mail, opening it up. Your, your hand gradually moved closer to the mic over the course of that snap. Well, the, 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 this microphone now is very close to my face. Yeah. So I get a little... Uh, I know, uh, you get nervous. I get nervous. Do you get nauseous? No, I do not get nauseous. Oh. I think... I, I. You know, I don't know. I don't think I've conquered the nausea, but I... We on that cruise, we were really, really rolling and rocking, and I just put it in my head that I was not going to get seasick. And I did not get seasick. That's awesome. So I don't Good know. For you. Good for you. I don't know. Our uh, first viewer mail of the day comes to us all the way from the other side of the globe. It's from Eric Johnston. He says, hi, guys. I meant to email you a long time ago to respond to your question about the ACPT. There are definitely no puzzle tournaments here in Saudi. I would love to attend the ACPT, but I can't get away from here in March. As a teacher, it's easier for me to do things in the summer, like, say, a Saturday in August. Maybe Lollapazoola 4 will be my first crossword event. I think that sounds awesome. I would love it if Eric Johnston came to Lollapazoola 4. That would be great. That would be fantastic. 
Uh, yes. So keep us posted, Eric. Keep us posted. We would love to have you there. And we will keep you posted as well. Uh, yes, because sometime, sometime soon, we're we're going to pick the date, aren't we? I think so. Sometimes we're going to pick the date because we're not going to do what we've done the last two years. Because what we've done the last two years was be at the ACPT with absolutely no way to promote our summer event. Right. And we're not going to fo- – that's not going to happen this year. We're going to promote the hell out of it. Well, it probably won't happen this year. We're going we're gonna to promote the, the ever-loving something or other out of uh, Lollapazoola 4. Yes, our, our annual Three Amigos get-together will be happening <laughs> definitely on a Saturday in August. Okay, okay. That sounds great. Uh, okay. Our next viewer mail is from Jared Hirsch. Jared, 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 uh, Jared Hirsch. What's yes. Uh, doppelganger. Ryan Heck doppelganger. Jared Hirsch, Ryan Heck doppelganger. And, yes? some, uh, and, and, and wasn't there more to it? No, that's, that's Nicole Hirsch's. No, Nicole Hirsch is something Jared, something numbers. Jared Hirsch is Ryan is uh completist and Ryan Heck doppelganger. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jared says quality stuff. This is pure, uh, well, pure so, gold. So last week we were talking about communities of jets because we have a community of jets on the show. We have yeah. we have Jeremy Horwitz. Yes, we do. And uh, Jeffrey Schwartz. Yes. Two members of the jets. Two yes, members of the jets of higher learning. Actually, they are. The, oh, they are the jets of higher learning because they they both teach at the collegiate level. They do. Uh, so, and we were talking about different communities of Jets. There's the 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 uh, football team. Yes, the New York Jets. There the is National the, football League. the gang in in West Side Story. Yep, yep, the Jets. There is the plane. Uh, planes, yes, Jets. jets. Yeah, planes, so Jared jets. says, don't forget about the Jets associated associated with jacuzzis. Oh. They too are associated with a community of people. Nicole and I live in a large apartment complex, the community of people, and one of the many amenities is a jacuzzi with jets. I rest my case. I feel like this is a situation where Jared has written three different sentences and they all say exactly the same thing. I didn't realize I just, that. I just, I just like, I rest my case. <laughs> like yeah. it was up for debate. Yeah. Wait a minute, Jared. Wait. What, what jacuzzis have jets in them? I don't believe you. Oh, so, no, I guess you've convinced me. Okay. Oh, well, counselor, uh, <laughs> you win. <laughs> uh, so, so, yes, so that is another community of jets. All right, sounds good, sounds good. Uh, our next viewer mail is from uh, is from M O D F W O T C D W O T B D W L T W O T A D H W A O T A D. There's more in there that didn't used to be there. Yeah. Uh, I think H W A O T A D. It's those last seven letters. I don't know what that is. Yes. Yeah, well, she says leaving some there to guesswork. Interesting. Interesting. She's, she's but added she, some. So she says to us, uh, she says, uh, Codex Alimentarius is real. And then links us to CodexAlimentarius.net. This was the name of the winning team at the MIT Mystery Hunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then she says, but only only people who do work involving food standards know about it. Leads me to wonder who is on this puzzling team. Hmm. Is the puzzling team made up of people who are experts in food standards? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. She also says to us, I don't get the ABC either. Couldn't find anything on the blogs to help me with that. Let's see. I'll ask the genius. Okay, done. Now, are we to imagine that she paused writing to us for a minute there in order to, like, call up Dan? Yeah, I, I guess him? so. 
So uh, HC, last week it was clued in a puzzle as two letters. And we neither of us could figure it out. Letters. But it was the number two and not the word two. So it was the number two, two letters. And the answer was ABC, and we didn't understand at all. And then, you know what? We got an email this week. We got an email from uh, John Delphin, yes. Vassar, class of 1976. And all the email said was, look at your telephone. Yes. I had no idea what he was talking about. Oh, you still I had didn't know. absolutely no clue what he was talking about. I had no idea. It just said, look at your telephone. And I thought I was like going to be in that in that creepy Shia LaBeouf movie where like everything starts happening to him. Uh-huh. Everywhere he goes and like the phone rings. And it's, no, not Transformers. The other one he did. Holes? No, that one where – and then like the blinking signs outside say, jump out the window now. And then he's captured and like this computer takes over the world. Transformers 2? And... It wasn't Transformers anything. Anyway, my my point is uh, my my point is that John Delphin was right. It's uh, on your telephone. The number two has the letters A, B, and C on. Them. Yeah, that's the answer to that. Uh, it's it, now it nonsense. seems relatively easy. Yeah, but, totally easy. Uh, neither of us could figure it out. You know no. what? I haven't used like a phone with buttons or a dial in so long. Well, I, have an, I, I have an iPhone, and the only people I ever call are in my contact list, so I just, like, scroll through and tap their name. So I never see these buttons anymore, and yeah. they've gone out of my head. Uh, do you think you would have gotten it anyway? Do I think I would have gotten it anyway? If you, if you, if you used a phone regularly? No. Okay. So no. your whole reason for not... But getting thank, it is... Thank you for calling me out on my stupidity. I do appreciate that. Well, I didn't get it either. Okay. So... Viewer mail, closing it up. That is the end of the viewer mailbag. Okay, now it is. Yes. Now uh, we want to talk about the ACPT. We mentioned it briefly uh, a few moments ago. The ACPT is when? The ACPT is March 18th, 19th, and 20th in Brooklyn, New York. That's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday in March. Uh, we are both going to sign up for the Saturday and Sunday competition puzzles. Right. The official competition happens, uh, starts Saturday morning. It runs throughout Saturday into the afternoon and uh, until, what, like 4 o'clock or something. And then it continues Sunday morning, uh, very, very early in the morning. The Friday night uh, of the tournament weekend is other events that have ranged from the absolutely fantastic, uh, like stuff like Eric Berlin's uh, double crossword slideshow puzzle thing, which was just wonderful, and not just because we won, uh, but it ranges from that to the absolutely horrible, like the guy talking about Swedish history. Uh huh. Because uh, that really was horrible. I'm, it was. Well, no punches here. It just it was horrible. It sucked. Um, but. Eric Berlin's thing was awesome. Eric Berlin, are you doing something this year? You should. You absolutely should. Please take over Friday. Make it your evening. And uh, uh, drop the price. Of Friday. Yes. Well, the price for the Saturday and Sunday portion of the competition is currently 170 Earth dollars. Uh, And I think Friday is like an additional 80 dollars. Yeah, it's way too expensive. Something like that. Well, we've been through this before, but we're we're not going to sign up for Friday, but we will be there Friday. Uh, feel free to sign up. We won't think less of you uh, for Friday. But if you don't, we'll be around the lobby. So come say hi. I think a lot of people that we know will just be around the lobby uh, on Friday night. So quite sign late. up or not. Uh, so go. Now, on the subject of other uh, uh, puzzling events, we did get a little bit of feedback from our friend Todd McKay about the MIT Mystery Hunt. Yes. Should I, should I read this a little bit? Sure. Uh, Todd McKay went to the Mystery Hunt, and he says, uh, what does he say? I attended the MIT Mystery Hunt this year and solved with the SeaTech Astronomy team. 
You can see from the links on the MIT Mystery Hunt webpage that this year's hunt, designed and moderated by the team Metaphysical Fungus, had a video game theme. Links to all the puzzles and answers are on the site. The hunt introduction was very cute. A few weeks before, teams received invitations for the wedding of M and P. The overall theme of the hunt was not known then, but many solvers speculated that M and P would be Mario and Peach. I guess these are the primary characters in that long series of Nintendo games. Who's right? Peach? Peach is the princess. Oh, she's the oh princess. I think Peach. princess okay. Peach. Yeah, so she, like she she was back in Donkey Kong, wasn't she? I believe the, so. The gorilla whisks her up to the top of the scaffolding. I don't know if that was the princess, but no, but was princess that just supposed Peach to be like Fay Ray or something? Well, she was in Super Mario Brothers. The the princess Peach was in. So was that the goal of the Mario Brothers game? Was Mario had to well, save yeah, you, Peach every from level? The... You'd end up in a castle, and then you uh -huh. go to the castle, and then. Up until the last one, when you finish the castle level, it would say, oh, but your princess is in another castle. I never played this game. Oh, it's a great game. Is it? Oh, between that and Three Amigos, I didn't get any homework done. Ah, see, this maybe is why I actually got all my homework done. Well, that's why I'm in community college right now. And why I teach college right now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and I could give you an F. I am going to <laughs> curl up underneath my rest of the day. Uh, anyhow, anyhow, anyhow. So uh, let's see. Todd McKay goes on and... Uh, uh, you know what? He goes on to describes a little bit more about this uh, this wedding ceremony for Mario and Peach, and, uh, and then the teams went through these puzzles, and the the goal of the overall uh, hunt was to help Mario rescue Peach. And I guess that Peach was represented somewhat by this the secret coin that you have to find at the end of the MIT Mystery Hunt. Here's the deal on the MIT Mystery Hunt. What it's, is the deal? It seems like a tremendous amount of fun. It's exactly the type of stuff that I, I, I enjoy. I like geocaching and figuring out puzzles and walking around and finding things and whatnot. But I also feel that this is so beyond anything I could actually figure out that I'm just, I, I don't want to just go there and just walk around in a stupor. Yeah, I don't think you walk around by yourself in a stupor. I mean, you work in a team. Right, and but I, I, I think I, that parts of it, like you all sit together and brainstorm what you need to do to unlock the puzzle. See, I feel like I like if I was with a, in a team of with Todd McKay and Patrick Blindauer and Peter Gordon or whoever does it, I feel like I wouldn't contribute anything. No. I feel like they just. I, I'm not. I don't mean to bring myself down. Well, don't bring yourself down about it. Uh, I think that I think you possibly could contribute something, and I don't think anybody contributes everything, and nobody works solo on this sort of thing. But it's kind of like the PNA magazine on a huger scale. Yeah, I think I'd, if I was going to do it, I'd like to be on a team with people who are around my level of puzzle solving. Okay. Like you. Like me. Yeah. Okay. You're a little bit better at this stuff than I am. Well, then you and I should join a team together. Yeah. Okay. Well, next year for the Mystery Hunt, let's try to do that. All right. Do, do any MIT Mystery Hunt teams out there who listen to this show have room on your team for two people who cannot contribute anything? <laughs> How big are the teams? Are they four people? Oh, no. I think they're like 40 or 50 people. 
40 or 50 people? Oh, I think these teams are huge. They're huge? I think they're huge. Oh, I didn't know they were that big. I think they might even be ginormous. Really? Maybe. Oh, oh my. I know. Uh, all right. Uh, so I, uh, you, uh, it's not for a year, so we have time to, to decide. All right, we have time. We have time. We, we got to keep moving. This is, this is already a, a long show, and I'm not happy about that. Uh, so next? the contest, the contest, contest of oh, then, yes. the contest of then, what, what, what was the contest of then? I know what the, uh, the answer con- was. Yeah, I know what the answer was too. It was, uh, you know, it was something like the contest of then was something like, uh, take a place that you want to be and take then, a place, oh, wait, place take an animal, book. take an no, animal no, 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 in eight no, no, letters no. It's from Alex Bravea. Oh, take okay. an animal in eight letters, move That's a seventh right. letter back three places in the word to name a place you might be vacationing when you see one of these creatures. Yes, the, the animal is... is seahorse, and, and the place is the... seashore. Yes, and the winner is Joanne M. Sullivan. Congratulations, Joanne M. Sullivan. Uh, as your prize, we would like you to please make some fun prizes for Lollapazula 4. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's not that's not a prize. That doesn't that doesn't work. It's Never a terrible mind. Prize. No, you just tell me where I'm going to send a book, and I'll send a book. But congratulations, Joanne. Now we do. Wait, wait. wait. Oh no, no, go, go, go ahead. I do want to say this? Uh, do people like these contests? Some people seem to like them, uh, but we do get we we, we get to... fewer and fewer entries every yes, week. Yes, we get about four entries every week, and they're usually and 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 you guys should continue to send your answers in, but they're usually from Joanne. Peter Gordon, uh, Jeremy Horowitz, Todd, Jeremy Horowitz, Todd McKay, and yeah. these are it's great, but we don't seem to be getting any other response. And we know there's more of you listening. We know this. We We're know this because sure. we get emails from people and right. posts on the blog and all of this. We know that you're out there. So, so why are aren't these, you entering these contests? Are, are these they just not fun? Difficult? Are they too? Uh, are they just not interesting? Uh, let us know. And and. As a response to the contest, you don't actually have to send in the correct answer. You can send in your cyst. You can send in some sort of creative answer. Many times the creative wrong answer has won. So uh, when? has that ever happened? No, that hasn't happened. Well, we enjoy reading the creative wrong answer. We answers. do. They, they're winners for us. They are winners for us. So, uh, But let us know. If, if, if we continue to get only four responses every week where we will uh, uh, think about maybe not having these anymore. It's possible. It's possible. It's not um, a threat. It's a little bit of a threat. Yeah, it's, it's like an ultimatum that yeah. ends with or else. <laughs> As do all yeah. ultimatums. Yeah. Um, all right. Wait, so wh- here's the no. contest of now. Did I interrupt you? Were you going to say something no, else? No, just go ahead. What's the contest of contest now? Contest of now comes to us all the way from Saudi Arabia, from oh, Eric okay. Johnston. And this is something he knows quite a lot about, I'm sure. He says, take the name of an African country and the name of a Middle Eastern country. Put their letters together and rearrange them to spell a kind of thing you might find crawling around in both of those places. Ooh. Now, I think I didn't figure this out, but I, I didn't either. it seems I, as a relatively easy puzzle, easier than a lot of them, because there is a finite number of things you can pick from. Ryan is uh, well, uh, listeners. Just so you understand, Ryan is trying to convince me that this contest is easy. Well, I, I found it I very did, difficult. I so didn't say it was easy. Ryan spent a good ten minutes before we started the show trying to convince me this contest was easy. I said it was relatively. And I, I still think it's quite difficult. I said it was relatively easy because okay. there are a finite number of things sure. that you can choose from. Sure. Like, so for instance, the last one is take an animal in that seven letters, something like that. How many? There's thousands of animals probably that have seven letters. Okay. 
Here you have an Afri African country. No, I get it. And you have I a do. Middle Eastern country. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to explain the contest all over again? You put their letters together. No, please don't. Okay. Please don't. All right. So if you are out walking your dog, which yeah. is a three-lettered animal. It is. Or your turtle, which is a six-lettered animal. That's true. Please write to us if you need the contest in text format. This week, the password is... Any animal with eight or more letters in its name. Okay. Any animal with eight or more letters is a sufficient password. Brilliant. While we're talking about uh, puzzles and contests, particularly ones that are relatively easier than others, I would say that this Eric Johnston contest is relatively easy when compared to Patrick Blindauer's Summer Puzzle Fest. You know what? Uh, I have to admit, I didn't even do it. Which? Patrick Blindauer. Oh, you know what? I tried. I tried to do it, and it, I just want to talk about it briefly. It, the deadline was yesterday, so if you didn't submit or win, and I guess if your name isn't Foggy Broom, then you did not win the contest. But uh, it, here's what it was. It was a set of nine crosswords and one diagramless, and each of the crosswords uh, had – first of all, each of the crosswords had some kind of a, a solving gimmick to it. There was some sort of theme going on in each one. Uh, and then there was also some sort of secret answer. In each crossword. And then there was some sort of hint in the diagram list. And you were supposed to be able to find all of these secret answers and decipher the hint to come up with one ultimate meta answer. And that was the final answer to the whole whole shebang. And of the nine crosswords, I came up with seven of the secret answers. Uh -huh. And I did solve all ten puzzles. Uh -huh. But I was not able to come up with any kind of a conclusion for what the grand meta answer was. Now... Fortunately for me and anyone else who had who was in this predicament, Patrick is releasing a, a another bonus puzzle mm -hmm. that will provide some kind of additional help for coming up with the meta answer. And so I'm looking forward to this bonus puzzle whenever it arrives, and uh, I do hope to get the the meta puzzle uh, because there is still there are still prizes to be won if you solve the meta puzzle yes. for the next deadline, which I believe is going to be March 1st. I think only 14 people got the uh, the answer correct there were only 14 correct answers and uh, Patrick told me just last night in fact or the night before we recorded this show so the night that everything was due uh, that 180 people had submitted answers and only 14 were correct that's amazing it is amazing especially since we only have four people submitting answers to our very easy contests uh -huh. uh, now I feel like garbage <laughs> look on the horizon, it's a thunder god, and he's saying, Brian, you must watch the three amigos. Brian! <laughs> oh, he's still there. Get out of here, Thor. Get out of here. Monday, January 24th, by Fred Piscup, who still, to me, looks like Harry Shearer. It's the same picture that looked I know, like Harry Shearer the last every time, time. Every time I see this picture, I think Harry Shearer. Yeah. I do. He looks like Harry Shearer. This was all about things you spread on toast. Jam okay. session, Lady Marmalade, Game Preserves, and Jellystone. All things you spread on toast. Am I right or, or, or not? You are right. You are right. Uh, this was a fine, fine puzzle. Absolutely. You know, you know, I will say this, though. On a puzzle like this, I would love something like... Uh, I would love to... I mean, there there was sort of the theme summarizing clue. Very, where very you, upset by this. Where you might find the thematic parts of 1726 and so on across, and it was in a jar. 
Oh, I like your right. toast thing better. And the dead center answer in this puzzle is a five-letter answer. I think toast should be in the middle. Yeah. Okay. And it wasn't. So I'm I'm disappointed at the lack of toast. All right. So Tuesday, January 25th, by Randall J. Hartman. Uh, this puzzle looks like uh, palindromes. Looks like exactly your kind of thing. Oh yeah, now, that's right. It's about palindromes. Is is it is it palindromes? Yeah. Okay. It's palindromes. Uh, so we've got uh, Seville. Eel lives. We've got Warsaw. None was raw. Uh-huh. Uh, Reno rock corner, and Boston did not sob. Fantastic. These Love palindromes. palindromes. Four palindromes. Love that. Wednesday. Oh. Twenty J Wednesday. Oh. January twenty-sixth. Oh. By David God. Murchie. Can we not- just skip it? Can we just skip it? No. Oh, no. No. This is a good one. This is a great no. one. All right. So here we go. David Murchie, oh, who I don't God. believe listens to our our podcast. I've never no. heard. Of him. Uh, so what this deal was, you had uh, some females. <sighs> uh, you had 20 across was close encounters. Yes. And 43 across. Oh, sorry. 26 across was but seriously. And then 43 across was no soliciting. And 51 across was cigar aficionado. You take the first parts of each of those, and you have close but no cigar. And then one across was near, and 65 across was miss. Near, miss. Close but no cigar. Thank you. Thank you. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No. I, this is proven. <laughs> Wait, are you, are you okay with that SOS? You don't know Morse code. I just did SOS in Morse code. Is, did you? Three dots, three dashes, three dots. That's All right. SOS. All right, it's SOS. Well, I'll send the Coast Guard. Please do. I need them here. <laughs> send the Coast Guard to Syracuse. Do you have Would a body of water near you? <laughs> uh, Lake Onondaga. All right, Lake Onondaga. So anyway, this proves me correct. Close but no cigar. Okay. A near miss is okay. not a hit. That's wonderful. It is a miss that is near. Okay. All right, so you're not even you're not even going to participate in the conversation. Oh, am I supposed to keep arguing with you? You've proven no, me first wrong. First of all, you should acknowledge the fact that there's a crossword puzzle that directly relates to a conversation we had on this podcast. I think you rigged the New York Times. I think you called up Will Shorts and you made him run this puzzle just to slap me in the face. You know I did not do that. I you... think you did that. All right, well, maybe I did. You would have. I, if I... Would have thought of it. That's been a good idea. That would have been a great idea. But so it proves my point. Great that there's other people in the world besides you who think that near miss means close but no cigar. Right, David Murchie, Will That's Shorts, wonderful. to name two. There you go. You got two. All right, go ahead. I, I still I. <sighs> Thursday, January twenty seventh, by Patrick L. Blindito Blindauer. Yes. Uh, talk about this puzzle. My my computer's not loading up the screen. I can't see the grid. All right, so it's it's stuff that you change a J to a CH. So oh, there it is. Now I got it. Now I got it. There right, it is. So 17 across. Mean illegal wrestling hold is a dirty choke, yes. not a dirty joke. This is great. This is a fun little theme. I don't know about it being a Thursday theme, but okay. It seems kind of a Tuesday theme to me, but it's still a fun puzzle. It is. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. How did you experience it? Tuesday-ish? Thursday-ish? What do you think? I don't remember. It was a while ago. 
It does seem like it was a while ago. Was Thursday a long time ago? It feels like it. I, I didn't have too much trouble with this. I, I did not either. But that happens on Thursday. Yeah, I guess sometimes. I, I Yeah, but it was fun. I liked it. I liked it. Patrick Blindauer. Hey, you know what? On the subject of Patrick Blindauer being awesome, go to PatrickBlindauer.com if you haven't and go to his page labeled Read. R-E-A-D, read, and scroll down and find the video for his band at Joe's Pub, his band Summer and Eve. This was the show they did back on January 12th. They're awesome. If you haven't watched this video, you need to, because they're awesome. Go watch the video. They're awesome. I mean, they're funny, and they're smart, and they're clever, and and, and they're charismatic, and Patrick plays the piano, and it, the whole thing. Just terrific. Did we know Patrick played the piano? I did. You did? Yeah, I knew he played the piano. So how come we haven't set up a dueling pianos with the two of you? Probably for the same reason we haven't done it with me and John Delphin with anything. What, what's I, that reason? That I don't want to. Ah, okay. Thursday, Friday, Friday, January 28th by Kevin G. Durr hyphen Eucalyptus. Is he still on the Red Sox? He is. He is All still right. on the Red Sox. Red Sox are going to be good this year. They are. They're going to win the American League East. You've heard it here. Well, maybe not first, but they at are. some point in the sequence. It's true. And the Tampa Bay Rays, now with Johnny Damon and Manny Ramirez, not going to do very well. No. That's going to be a disaster. <laughs> it's going to be a disaster. Uh, so the Tampa Bay Rays, they get Manny Ramirez for $2 million. Right. Dodgers, Dodgers for $20 million. $40 million. Yeah. Okay. Nice. This nice. Is fair. And 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 they're still paying him. Are they really? Some yeah. of it was deferred. Oh yeah. Oh dear. So this oh, Friday yeah. puzzle by Kevin G. Durr hyphen Euclidus. Uh, I, I no Googled this. I no Googled this in like eleven minutes. This was. I uh, no Googled it in in more time than that, but it didn't take me much longer. Relative to my general solving skills, I think I did better on this puzzle than Amy Ronaldo did. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Amy Ronaldo's apparently took like 640 to solve this, mm. and that's a long time for her on a Friday, and it took me uh, 11 minutes. Really? So I feel victorious. Well, you know what? Speaking of that, I was having the same – we'll talk about this next week, but uh, uh, Andrea Carla Michaels puzzle from uh, – uh, Andrea Carla Michaels. Does she have a nickname? Not yet. Uh, from from uh, 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 Monday of this Yeah, this week, yeah. Uh, I kept reading that, uh, I think on Facebook, that uh, uh, Tyler did it in two minutes and ten seconds, and Amy did it in two minutes and something seconds. And so I loaded it up on the cross slide, and I did it in three minutes and like 15 seconds. That's fantastic. Which I think is relatively uh, faster than Tyler. That's awesome. Yeah. I, think I thought I was going to crack three minutes, but I did not. Yeah. I think I did it in about four minutes and change but i was doing it in pencil on paper in bed ah is so, that a fortune cookie a little bit yeah but anyway this puzzle by kevin g Durr hyphen euclid was good it was uh obviously a friday a, th a themeless puzzle good entries i liked it there was no unsafer nonsense anywhere in there no. uh some good letters some good that words jazz crazy, dance jazz dance crazy idea you put jazz hands first no, Jazz Hands was in a Tyler Hinman puzzle. I know, but I, I put Jazz Hands first. Oh, no, 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 I didn't do that. Bob Fosse specialty, Jazz Dance. I don't know why I wouldn't have put Jazz Hands. I don't know. I think of dancing when I think of Bob Fosse. I think of Hands. He was a choreographer. I know. Well, he, he did Jazz Hands. That was part of his choreography. You can't choreo choreograph Hands? Well, actually, what we think of as sort of cliche Jazz Hands, not so much a Bob Fosse thing. 
I thought he did. No, he had. He had well, yeah, it was there somewhat, but really the core of Bob Fosse's choreography had to do with isolation of uh, singular movement. I know, and some of that involved hands and wrist mm-hmm. revolutions. What we think of as jazz hands, though, is like at the end of a song when you put your hands outside, you know, outside your face and wave them around. Well, that's the caricature of jazz hands. That's what we think of as jazz hands. Well, that's not what I think. I think of Bob Fosse. Really? I'm old school. How did that work for you down in that corner of the puzzle? I got it right. It took me a while. Saturday, January 29th by Ned White. Ned, Ned White. Do we know Ned White? White? I don't know Ned White. It looks like he's in the CIA. It does look like he's in the CIA. Agent Ned White uh, <laughs> did this puzzle. And I know Googled this one in about maybe it was 16 minutes. I don't remember exactly my time. But again, I felt pretty good about that. Felt pretty good about this that. It took me a while, especially the top left. Uh-huh. Because I And I was thinking that you were going to be very upset by this because you had 33 down, which was Spanish. You had 40 across, which was French. And you had 43 across, which was a Spanish abbreviation. Ah, and I figured, that, does, that is a whole lot of foreignity going on in one I section. I figured you would uh, be horribly upset by this and you would quit. Also, 22 across is French. 22 across, 22 across is French. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of French going on over there. Uh, so I had a I had trouble with that area, but then I got sweatshops, uh-huh. and I got chair cover, and then somehow I got horse opera, and then I got the rest. I don't really know how that broke open, because it certainly wasn't the first section. The bottom right was what I got first in this, Same in with this me, section. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really enjoy the fact that I know something like bandbox. Yeah, bandbox. I got bandbox and then tenor saxes, and that really opened up that, that whole corner. Pretty quickly for me, I think. Oh, and you know what opened up the top left was actually getting Trebek right away. Oh, yeah. Well, seven Trebek, down. Trebek was an easy one for that me. That was an easy one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And actually, after doing that and then trading Facebook messages with Neville Fogarty, Squishy Defeated, it inspired me to go online and look for an online version of Jeopardy to play. Uh-huh. Which I found, and it was horrible. Oh, yeah. And now the online now I'll, I'll never play that again. That was terrible. They're terrible. It's not really the game. No. It was just... Ugh. It's hideous. Yeah. A waste of my time. Yes. Waste. A waste of my time. <laughs> Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. January 30th. Circle of Life by Kevin G. Durer-Eucalyptus and Jessica A. Hui. Hui? I don't know Probably how to pronounce Hui. that. What? Hui. Hui? No. There's an Hui? H at the beginning. Hui. That's what I said. Yeah. Hui. So I said that. Yeah. So why are you correcting me? I don't know. I feel like there's a there's a there's a Garcia Para. I feel like there's a Huiz on first joke to be done here, but I don't know what it is. Possibly. Uh, you know what? This one, I have to be honest, I wasn't yeah. such a big fan. No. I just uh, to me, this was homework. You know what? I will tell you the truth that solving this did not thrill me. But analysis of the theme, I think it's a pretty, pretty impressive construction. It is. It's an impressive construction. Here's the thing. You have a you have 12 rebus squares uh-huh. uh, that make a circle yes. and each one is a different animal and they are the chinese zodiac yes and that's clued down the middle at 41 down chinese zodiac and uh 77 across a 12-year cycle which uh-huh. is in you know, the chinese zodiac operates on a 12-year cycle and each year is the year of a different animal and these animals then they are in the order that they go yes in the in the zodiac and they're there in a circle and they are in you know the right positions in the grid so that mm-hmm. they're they make a, so so that part of it is really quite clever. Yes. What I didn't like about it was that the the animal rebus squares were sometimes animals 
and sometimes not animals. Uh-huh. And I did not like that inconsistency at all. So, like, at one across and six down is the Rebus Square monkey. One across, rum, vodka, and orange juice drink is a brass monkey. And six down, tomfoolery, monkeying around. Okay, mm-hmm. so monkey, great. But then, 26 across and one down, you got one down, two-letter combinations is bigrams. And 26 across, viewable to a camera operator in frame, because the Rebus Square RAM is in there. So I didn't like that, because here's RAM, and it's not being used as RAM at all. It's, you know, part of other words. So I didn't really, uh, that that part of it troubled me. And then there were some that were like, hybrid that. Like, dragon was both hidden dragon, and then part of the last name Pendragon, which isn't the word dragon. I think you are being unrealistic. Oh, I'm not saying that it should have been consistent i was just disappointed that it wasn't i don't think it is realistic to try to make that consistent i think that that would be absolutely impossible but it was something that disappointed me you, you so you're not disappointed in them in kevin and jessica no i think what they did in the awesome. universe to make it impossible yes i'm disappointed in the universe okay i just felt uh i just became uninterested okay that's fair that's fair. Uh, towards the end, and I just kind of gave up because I just there's just some stuff I couldn't figure out. But that's yeah. not my that's not their fault. That is my fault. It is a yeah, brilliant. I figured out the whole thing. You know what? I also didn't like. I'm just gonna say I didn't like. There was a lot of phrases ending with on. There were a lot I, of phrases ending with on. Waits on. Dragged on. Uh, th- there was more rage on. Vexatious. Vexatious. Uh, Maxim. Uh, snakeskins. <laughs>